he told me, he goes, Guzman, um, you're not going to believe who's in Chicago, you know, next week. Harrison Ford's coming. So I totally darked out. And I painted him as, now, first of all, I said, okay, that's awesome. And he says, you need to paint him on one of your happy little gloves and have him sign it. And I said, that is stupid. No reason <laughs> at all. Why would I thought I that was going somewhere why would else. I, why would I paint a celebrity yeah. that has nothing to do with boxing on a boxing glove? That's that's ignorant. And he says, that's why you do that. Because none, find me another one. He goes, There's, if you want to be unique, you got to do something that no one would ever in their right mind would do. Yeah. He says, there's a couple artists out there that'll paint on gloves, but no one's asking Harrison Ford to sign one. So I painted him as Indiana Jones, and I went to the, the red so carpet. So you went Indiana Jones? Yeah. Why Indiana Jones of all the Harrison Ford characters? Because he was the star of that film. I could have gone with, an, with uh, you know, Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd. Sure. To the hilt, okay? Right. But that's an ensemble movie. Okay, I get okay. you. I get you. I wanted him. And, f- I, I wanted, and fugitive Harrison Ford looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah, he looks like he's just walking around. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, even yeah. look like he's acting right there. So uh, I paint... Um, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I stick it out there on the red carpet. He signs it. And I was bitten by the bug as of that moment. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of According to Alan. Today, we are joined in studio by the one and only and if you uh if you saw on the instagram live and facebook live you saw that chris guzman is in the house how's everybody (laughs) thanks for having me guys truly my pleasure i've been watching these for a little while and i'm like i want to be in there i gotta (laughs) i gotta talk with these guys well the one part that was really funny is uh i can't wait to tell that story about when you when you when you sent a request to be on this and and the response that we gave you Mm, i still laugh about that (laughs) We still and, laugh about that. When Chris at one point reached out and he's like, "Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast if you if you if you'd want us, you want me, you know." And I was for some reason I think it was late at night. I was tired and I just was like, "Fine, I'm just gonna give this guy a response." And I think it was like, and I, we've never met before, though. No. And so it was like, well, first I think you've got to. I probably could find it to make it even better. <laughs> But I know, I know it was incredibly sarcastic. It was not what I was expecting. I'll tell you that. No. So I know at one point the one of the one of the rules was is that you had to blow it into a Nintendo cartridge with one attempt, and if it didn't work, you weren't allowed to be on. Well, it was late at night. Yeah, it was. because it was late when I was reading, and I'm like, this guy, what does he want me to do? What? Spin around and spit twice, and what? Okay. My wife was like, as soon as I sent it, I'm like, I had remorse instantly. And I'm like, man, I hope he understands that I'm being funny. And then I looked at my mm-hmm. wife and I'm like, I just wrote this. Like, she's like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So I'm like, God. So now I went back and changed it all. I tried to at least apologize for no, it. No, no, no. Okay. I, I would like to hear your response. I read that. it out loud to my wife, Angie. Okay. I said, listen to this. Okay. Because I'm seeing you guys. You're all over the, the interwebs. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm reading it off. I said, okay. Oh, he responded. And I hadn't read it yet. I was just reading it out loud. And I read it, and, and I'm going through all these steps, all these things that I have to do. Four somersaults and then grab an Atari cartridge. And she goes, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> I said, awesome. I think you're right, Ange. I don't, I don't know if it will. But um, here we are. Here we are. And, and apparently... 
it all worked out. Yes, so, it did. So. Well, you brought us some goodies today. You brought us some wings that were smoked that were incredible. Oh um, we didn't wait to eat on on uh, the the air because we wanted to eat them while they were warm. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, just so everybody knows, the uh, Crown Brewing they gave us beer for tonight, so that was uh, they're like a a sponsor yet not sponsor, but they they give us a ton of free beer. So I think they're a sponsor at this point. They're on the program. We're yeah. working. We're, yeah, we're yeah. Gonna work them over. Yeah, they're a gold level sponsor. <laughs> And uh, so that's great. And then you brought some Voodoo Rangers, some Imperial IPA over here from New Belgium. So that'll be really cool. We'll be dipping into that as the time goes on. Oh, yeah. And we're also joined, uh, as always, in this edition of According to Alan mm. with Josh Van Dyke. Josh. The one and only. Yeah. Here I am. So I, you, as if you're a listener to this show, you know we kind of jump into some local stuff. And I'll try to hit the highlights of what's been happening. Um, so we finished a windmill uh, brewing video. So that'll be cool. Um, I love think windmill. They're yeah. great people over there, man. And uh, we were happy to see them in the top five in our craft brewery contest. And so um, it took us a little time to put it together because it was a little complicated. Um, we're, we're getting like, especially with a fun side of this is that we didn't really kind of grow up putting these event videos together. And it was early on. So like we were learning, you know, a lot as we're going. Yeah. And um, it so like it was a good shoot. We had to deal with some lighting issues, but I think we pulled off a pretty good video. It's if uh, I had to guess. I'll show it to you before you leave, Chris. It's a lot of fun watching like all the videos that we're doing one after the other two because you see how much better they're getting as as it goes. Yeah, too. the Pokero one is insane. I can go in and shoot a brewery right now like a pro. Yeah, there we go. I we've got like we we've got it, it down to a science right now. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's any breweries out there that are listening that need some video work done. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go there. Pokero's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I can't say enough. Oh, good about Joe that. is like the greatest guy. Joe, Robin, Dave, they're just fantastic. If over I can there. put out a request, because I know Joe's listening right now, uh, we need your Caveman Brown back. Okay. Mm. It's the it's the first beer I fell in love with that you brewed. See. Write it down. Caveman Brown. I'm stating my demands. Okay. You know what else I feel? So I'm going to mention another one. So th- while we're on the beer train, Thursday shot a video for Crown Brewing. Thursday morning. That was awesome. I would love to see the tadpole on full time or, or the tree frog. Those two beers are like my favorite beers they do, but they're like they're in and out seasonally. So winter warlock for me. Okay. I, I, I tread water till it's time for that. Um, they're pumpkin ale. I'll drink it until it's time for warlock. Gotcha. So that's a good transition for you. Cause oh, yeah. my wife loves the pumpkin one. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a big, and this is just, it's subjective, right? Yeah. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean everybody else shouldn't like it. But I'm just not a big fan of, like, the fruit in beer or, like, the the like the like seasonal kind of, like, the nuances. It's like pumpkin kind of a turnoff for me. Okay. But I get it. I get it. It's a fun thing to do. Oh. Right? I wait all year for it. Yeah. Um, so we got that. Uh, met with Barb at Off Square on Friday. Um, Barb's an awesome person. If you don't know her, she's great. Uh, got a chance to run into Dave and Rod. Uh, met Rod for the first time. He's an awesome dude. Um, there's some stuff brewing there. No pun intended. There you go. Um, so it looks like right now, tentatively, we're going to be doing our first live podcast, March 26th at off square. That's pretty fun. We've never done that before. So expect some level of, um, idiocy to go into that. (laughs) Be patient with us and hopefully, uh, that works out. But, um, that's a chance of that kind of being a total, uh, what car wreck would be a good way to put that. Um, well, you know, that's at least my producer mind talking about it, but I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah. I hope it like one stuff. And I've never really had like a uh, so when I was in college, I TA'd, and so I had to give lectures. And so I'm used to like speaking in front of people, but not in this kind of capacity, right? Okay. So where I'm talking to you, but 
50, 60 people are physically listening. Yeah. That's a different thing, right? Well, or, now I'm nervous, so thanks so much. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> well, I know this one in particular, we're probably going to have, I mean, the way that this has kind of jumped off, we just hit 2,500 listens for our podcast. Good times. Yeah, man. Nice. People are listening. And it's diverse, too. Cheers. Get that up. Yeah, it's diverse. Oh, yeah. Well I, feel, uh, I feel left out. Well, you left your beer in the kitchen, rookie. <clears throat> I thought I finished that. Well. Mm-mm. Oh, well. You still had three sips in there. So we've got, we're up to 2,500 listens, and these, according to Alan's, man, they're getting like 60 to 70 listens on like the first 24 hours. Good. Of their, with, with barely any kind of like marketing behind them now. Oh, okay. So it's awesome. I mean, people are really getting into it. So that's really cool. And so I'm trying to go through this list. As you, Like I said, if you've been listening, you know that this is what I kind of do. Um, one thing that we did this week that was amazing, we went to the Provecho Soft Open. Mm. And you should, and you're a foodie. Oh, yeah. You're a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Snapper there. So to kind of give you a backdrop, it was friends and family, right? And Chris and Nick are great. We ran into Nick today, mm-hmm. um, and we got something cool. So we're starting to this parody of the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And so what we're doing is this thing called The Gang Does Blank. And so the first episode was ghost hunting. We did that last right. last Saturday. That was insane. I, I loved hearing that one. That, okay. that was good. That was good stuff. Josh and I did that. And then Friday we did hot yoga with Mike Zolfo at the yoga room. <laughs> and that was that was tough. That was tough. I went into thinking I can stretch. Uh, I got a little humbled. You know, it was uh, it was a little bit more difficult. The planks, man. The planks were just like my shoulders were still on fire. Yeah, I will say you didn't only feel it that day. That hung with you. That hung in. Um, so we talked to Nick today and we're trying to go over a way that we can the gang takes over a restaurant. Without ruining it for them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have to conduct business. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't think everyone who's going to go there paying, you know, 60 to $70 for a couple to eat, or at, probably sometimes, I mean, man, we would have gotten out of there. I mean, we went a little crazy. We knew the yeah, food was comped. Right. But we, we left with like a $250 bill. Um, we, and it was a blast. I mean, it was so great. For four people. For four people. So that's so not bad, can, actually. No. That's not bad. And we drank. Yeah, I mean, we we went at it. They had the 18th Street Dozer. No, it's about a hundred. It was about a hundred bucks in booze. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a game changer. Yeah, yeah, but the food was reasonably be priced um, for sure. I think the tacos were on like 14 bucks for four, right? It yeah. Was, so it was it was definitely reasonably priced food. Um, I think the Red Snapper was 58 bucks, but the amount of food you got on it's that, in, like you could I'll buy show you a that, picture of that, that too. Snapper and feed four people with just that one meal. Yeah, bone oh, in, okay. bone in Snapper. I mean, okay. it was like the legit entire fish. Uh-huh. Amazing. We thought there were carrots, brown sugared carrots, glazed mm-hmm. carrots, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was like a bean. Was there a bean to that? Some sort of beans. There was a lot of alcohol at that, that point. Uh, I'm trying to trying to put it all together. The uh, garlic aioli. The garlic aioli, yeah. Yeah, they they outdid themselves. So the jury's still out as to whether those were carrots or not. Is that what I'm to understand? Yeah. So yeah, so we were, we were going back with... and forth between. We weren't sure if they were probably carrots a vegetable or sweet potatoes. <laughs> it was carrot or vegetable or carrot or sweet potato. We don't know which one yeah. it was yet. Okay. I'm sure Nick will tell me tomorrow when I when I run into him somehow, <laughs> and how big of an asshole I am for not knowing. Um. So there's that. Uh. Let's see here. I'm trying to go through here. So the Provecho soft open. Literally, it was great seeing. Like we we ran into Oliver from Sawdust. Do you know him? No. Great dude, Bree from Cafe Fresco, the owner of Bree Zolfo. She's really cool. Chris. You got to. I got to meet more out. folks. You got to get you out there, man. That's mm. why I'm on the Two One Nine podcast. That's what That's it is. It. That's it. It's a lot of great stuff. Uh, really cool there. And then, um, so I want to kind of throw a couple of shout outs here. Uh, Steve Rizzo, Rizzo Insurance, saw him Friday afternoon. 
We were talking sponsorship, so I don't know what that's going to look like right now. But um, ended up going at back to his house and tying one on. So that's it's kind of a, a there's a theme coming here, it's, I guess. It's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hear that, Rizzo? We give you a shout out on this one for free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pre-contract. There you go. And then uh, wanted to talk a little bit about um, oh Pamela from Rosati's. She's awesome. She came by. We met her at the table on Wednesday. After the talk locals, we generally go to Rosati's 79 cent wings and we just kind of pig out a little bit. Um, she came by, introduced herself. We ended up seeing her the next night again. So it's just kind of like a coincidence. But um, we'll be talking with her and it was great getting to know her a little bit. Um, and uh, Miranda Oblock from the Tavern on Main, um, she was really cool. And then when I was in Tavern on Friday, I feel like I saw a million people. We saw Sue Reed from the Chamber of Commerce with Farron. Uh, Brie again, my my uh, sister-in-law Natalie, and then Kayla from Windmill, and I've been seeing Kayla on the in the editing room the entire time, and she will be in that in that uh, Windmill video that gets released. Do we have an idea when we're releasing that video? Uh, well, that's, it's up to you. It's ready to go whenever. I think I want to add one more shot in it, but okay. that's me. Um, okay. We'll see what happens. Well, let's let's say at least the beginning part of this week. Okay. Um, let's get it out. Sure. And so then we've got uh, we did release the Wild Rose and Pro Pokro videos. Um, both those were awesome fun for us. We, uh, I think the last time I looked, the Pokro video was at 2.7 thousand views, all organic, which is great. And then the Wild Rose one was like 2.4. So, so they're, they're keeping up with each other. We, we had people, 5,000 people find out who we were this week, which is great. You know, 5,000 more. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. No, no, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> so the numbers are really kind of helping us out here. And so that's really great. Um, and uh, the Friends of Local 219 page is really starting to kind of really take off too. One thing that we're going to start doing, if you've been listening in, um, Eric Zoso, who owns Zosco Coworking in Velpo, he has joined our team on the back end. And uh, we're going to start doing these events, and I think we're going to call them Connect Local. And what we're really finding with a lot of the relationships that we have is there's this age group between 25 and 40, where there's like these young entrepreneurs and small business owners that there's just not really an outlet for them to kind of group together and just have conversations. So we're starting this thing called Connect Local. It's leave your business card at home. It's literally just to build friendships. We're gonna be partnering with venues across Lake County. Um, so we're picking it out once a month um, and we're just gonna throw a party. I like that. <laughs> That's essentially what's happening. I, like, I, I love the idea of uh, leave your business card at home. Yeah, yeah, we want all relationship driven. Literally just come make friends. Just come make friends, be cool. Just be open-minded. I like that. We don't want any fights. Um, so there's that. And then, um, so I wanted to thank personally too. this is a lot of stuff. I'm feel like I'm flying through this. I apologize people, but, um, the, uh, Kevin Brinesma and Steve Dykstra talk local this week was, was awesome. Mm -hmm. Those dudes are really cool. And I've been trying to get them on for a while. Kevin is the greatest. Guy. Oh man. Just the greatest. He's awesome, dude. I told him at the end of that podcast, my life work is to get him back into the region and yeah. start doing some stuff creatively <laughs> in here. I Again. got introduced with, uh, to Kevin through, uh, insight. Um, oh yeah, the great conference. Insights, mm. a, a big monster conference that that they run uh, every single year, and I was a was a guest speaker. Oh, cool. Two, year, two years ago. Cool. That was a good time. It's amazing how many people have spoken at that thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an alumni man. It's well, cool. you get five minutes, and they rigidly time you. Nice. And it's Kevin who's there. He's got his, his iPad, and he's showing you the the clock. <laughs> So at like 4.39, I look up. I'm like, oh, oh no. I oh, still no. had a lot more to say. So uh, my last 20 seconds is just... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the open of this one. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's uh, how she goes. So got that, got that. Um, so we are. So the one thing I will say is like everybody who's been listening, you know, Jerry Davich is going to be joining the team as a podcaster. We're super pumped about that. He worked with Joel Henderson this week to, to film an open. It's really awesome. So we'll have the live open for have him. You seen it? I've seen it. Yeah, uh, it's I great. Check that out. It's uh, it's in Gary. There's drone footage. It's Karen and Jerry, um, talking because Karen will be joining Jerry, kind of like the the show that they had on Lakeshore. Really cool, talking topical stuff, all cultural, um, maybe national storylines driven in a, in a in like a local public um, narrative, which would be really cool. Um, they're great. They're just so easy to listen to. So they'll be checking it in. And then so we're filming an open for my um, Talk Local series. And so we were flying the drone around CP today and uh, filmed our first segment of it with Mike from The Vault. And if you were on our IG, you saw that we posted from there. That was really cool. And then um, we expected to be on uh, go to the uh, hunt and gather this weekend. We have a lot of friends there. We wanted to be there. Unfortunately, we did not get um, approved for the media press side of it. Um, before the event so that's why we weren't there i just want to let you know that and then um which i don't bl- any blame on anybody i just might have been timing and i know how when you're starting to do these events um you checking your facebook messenger is not your priority so it could have gotten lost in translation yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not trying to hold anybody accountable for that it just sucks because i know it's an event that i was looking forward to and I, like i said we know probably 80 percent of the people there truly as friends so it's it was uh, disappointing to not be able to go to that on Saturday, but what are you going to do? It looked like a great time, so that's cool. And I didn't really feel like crashing it, to be honest with you, and with the cameras, <laughs> which I probably should have done, in all honesty. Well, what are you going to do? Um, so there's that. I wanted to kind of mention a couple other guys that I have not personally met with this week, but it seems like Matt Barber met with them, and they were really cool. Um, Nick from Midwest Prints, and then um, a guy I'm looking forward to meeting because I see his stuff on Instagram and Facebook all over. The NWI Jeep guy, have you seen his stuff? No. So he's from Michigan City. He's a car salesman, and he's just killing it from a social media aspect. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what's been in our week. And then the only thing I will say is this week we've got Georgiana from GA Creative doing our Tuesday takeover, which Chris has done before. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I gave you 24 hours notice that that was happening. Probably not even less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it was Monday night. Yep, yep, Monday night. And I'm sitting at home doing pretty much nothing. <laughs> And I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, yeah, it's probably getting close to, you know, hitting the hay, going to bed. And I get I get your little private message. And I, I thought it was just con- like I didn't even open it right away. It was just, hey, Chris, what's going on? I was like, OK, well, I'll check that in the morning because, you know, I'm really important. You know, I can't be bothered with all these little. Understandable. After <laughs> six o'clock. Everything after 615 is, is, is sketchy at my house. So. Um, no, no, no. So I open it and you said, yeah, yeah. First thing in the morning. You gave me full reign, too, and God bless you for that. Um, throw as much stuff as you'd like up there. Let's keep it to 30 pieces, three, three you know, you know your format. Yeah. And it was a – I got great results from that. Did and you I, really? I, I awesome. truly awesome. appreciate that. No I way. truly appreciate that. See, that's that. great because I've heard a lot of artists say that, like, they've been really appreciative of it. But, like, I don't really know what that looks like logistically, so I feel bad because I just don't really know. But it's great to hear that there is some results Well, from appreciating it. it is one thing. We're all going to be appreciative. But to get actual tangible results, which I I did, so I will do it every time you ask. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Um, We've got the next eight weeks scheduled, so I tried to get ahead of it. (laughs) I'm not saying I want to go 
you know, this Tuesday. No, I know. That I, was not what I, I didn't was mean to imply that. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. was, I meant to say that I won't be uh, calling anybody within less okay. than 12 hours of the release of it to, I, to I, scatter around and, and freak out and try to throw something together. I was actually hoping to do the next eight consecutive Tuesdays <laughs> okay. myself. <laughs> you might have to talk a back-end percentage then <laughs> at this point. <laughs> We've got some really cool stuff. The Tuesday 2K takeover stuff are really cool. We, we actually suspended it three weeks really quick just to kind of reorganize because I don't think people realize how crazy this is getting for us. Like um, like Friday when I was at Tavern on Main, my buddy Riz, who's known me for 20 years, um, he, was, he couldn't believe how many people I knew in that restaurant. Mm. We were there for three hours, and it's just like people just keep coming, and it's awesome, and I love it. And I mean, that's why we're doing this, right, is to right. have that kind of notoriety, and it's great. I walked in with some buddies to the Big Barn Brew Fest. I took 20 steps in, and there I was. There's Alan right there. I'm like, <laughs> dude, what's going on? Like, we're just standing in line. We're just waiting to even get it. We hadn't had sip one yet. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't met you yet. That was the first time I actually right. got to shake your hand. I think I did something here. Yeah, I heard a little bit of a, a cross up here. Maybe it's, there it is. There oh, it is. That's this. It's the uh, Jack here, buddy. How's that? Well, hello there. <laughs> hello, Radio everybody. world. <laughs> back in action. Yeah, so there's, so like that, that's like, but those little, like, um, I got thrown off a little bit, but those little circumstances of yep. like seeing so many people is <clears throat> awesome. So um, to kind of give people a background, we started with just Josh and I on November 1st, um, officially. And since then, we're now around 10 people who are like participating regularly. And we're still figuring out who we are and how to delegate all the stuff because it's growing daily. Mm. I mean, it's just it's the nature of the beast. Not only are we doing Tuesday takeovers, but we're going to be doing this really cool thing I'm really excited about. It's uh, kind of like a day in the life. So we're going to be taking in people from the area, letting them get our stories for our access to our IG stories on Thursdays. And so uh, we've got a commercial fighter pilot or a commercial pilot. Not a fighter pilot. Fighter pilot? No. Tyrus, I'm sorry. Jeez. That's my bad. I've been talking stupid in like the last hour. Um, I mentioned, I thought Canelo was a UFC fighter for some reason. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. I wasn't even going to bring that up. That's me. I'm stupid. <laughs> Tell me more about the fighter pilot. <laughs> so he'll be taking over it. I know that'll coming up. And then um, we have Christina Wilcher, who's a fashion model, who will be doing it the next week. And so we're really trying to build up this portfolio of people uh, that are just interesting, you know? Um, that we might people may not think is from this area, but we'll also be doing the municipalities and the nonprofits just to kind of show what this world's all about. Because I don't think people get it enough. At the times, I think really like and Chris, you don't have to say anything because I know you're an artist and you, you know exposure is exposure. Um, I, I, I'm w well with you, but um, I think they really created like a negative uh, mentality and perspective of this area, and I think they they attribute to it. I don't know if they've created it, but they've definitely attributed to it. Um, and I think that's what bothers me so much about it is that like, if I wanted to be the times personally, I would just hire eight people to huddle around a police blotter and then just report on the crime that's going on. Because that's, that's to me, that's being such a much more of a detriment to this society than people even realize. And because no one's actually, and I'm not talking about the Velpo good life. You pay them to put an article in and they'll tell you the good news of what's going on. I'm talking about real stories and people who are cool and doing awesome shit here. You know what I'm saying? I do. And it gets it gets suffocated by that bullshit. And so that's essentially what drives me and makes me passionate about it. But that's uh, that's kind of that in a nutshell. So I'm done. end of rant. I don't want to get too crazy on that. No, no, no. 
Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> okay. So now that leaves us to kind of now that the uh, all the work is done, and I, I wanted to kind of talk a couple things with you today. You, you brought a ton of shit. Number one, and it's awesome. I did what I was told, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll see this. I, we don't we don't normally record these podcasts um, on Sunday, but I thought it'd be uh, awesome to do this one. Um, uh, Chris is a boxing glove like artist, and so um, but that's not just on coincidence. You have a you have a storied background with the sport. You are a part of the Boxing Hall of Fame, um, and it's something that you're very passionate about. And so um, when you do that, it's kind of like your soul. It's it's it's, it's, it's mixing it's mixing worlds for you and universes, which is awesome. Oh. And so uh, thank you. That's kind us. of you to say. <laughs> well, it's cool. That's I funny. wish I could figure out a way to create baseball and morph that into this more. But um, so tell us a little bit about like the background of it, because it's really cool. Uh, well, thank you for that, and thanks for having me on. And I, I know you you had to go through your schedule and all that. And, I'm and sorry. I I'm no, sorry. no, no. And I appreciate. Is that it. odd? No, it's not. It's not. Okay, cool. Any format is a good format. Okay, you just gotta <laughs> get used to it. Um, now, um. Me and my dad, um, that was the one sport we would watch together, uh, was the fights. We always talked about the fights. I had lunch with him today. We talked about the fights. It's, it's what we do. Awesome. And um, <clears throat> so I would go to Canastota, New York. It's kind of like a Cooperstown. It's what Cooperstown used to be. It was a sleepy little town. And now Canastota is all about boxing. One weekend a year. Um, all the world champions come. So I would, I would chase all these fighters around for their autograph. Because I'm a self-proclaimed autograph whore. Um, I chase any celebrity down for autographs. And I'll get to that in a second. But So I was chasing fighters down. And I was getting them on boxing gloves to, to sign their names. And I was tired of getting passed by. I was tired of Marvelous Marvin Hagler walking past me. So I needed to come up with something cooler. So I would actually take my... I'm a lifetime artist. And I would actually take acrylic paints and I would paint directly on the gloves so like this Evander Holyfield here uh, I drew it on the the glove and painted it right on there and then uh, Holyfield was inducted uh, last year into the Hall of Fame uh, he should have retired many years ago yeah you know so he a should lot of these have guys getting that getting that money that money pit I, I mean even Mike Tyson over there yeah. was put in in 2011 so he hasn't fought in quite a while Holyfield just would not stop he would not yeah. stop fighting so I, I paint them directly on the gloves, and then when I show them to the fighters, it's a little bit of a game changer. Now they're like, whoa, now they come to me. Now they're coming to me, and I'll, I'll sign it. So so that was cool. So I was doing that for a couple of years, just, just painting the fighters. And then a, a total change in everything. That was It was a red-letter day. Uh, my very good friend, Justin Tillick, um, who is half-owner of um, Wooden Jacket, um, the T-shirts, t-shirt design sure and you need to you if you're not friends with them you you need to be. i'm not i would love to be <clears throat> you need to be um he told me he goes guzman um you're not gonna believe who's in chicago you know next week harrison ford's coming so i totally darked out and i painted him as now first of all i said okay that's awesome and he says you need to paint him on one of your happy little gloves and have him sign it and i said that is stupid no reason <laughs> at all. Why would I? Thought I thought that was going somewhere. Why would else? I? Why would I paint a celebrity yeah. that has nothing to do with boxing on a boxing glove? That's that's ignorant. And he says that's why you do that because none. Find me another one. He goes, there's. If you want to be unique, you got to do something that no one would ever in their right mind would do. Yeah. He says there's a couple artists out there that'll paint on gloves, but no one's asking Harrison Ford to sign one. 
So I painted him as Indiana Jones, and I went to the, the red so carpet. So you went Indiana Jones? Yeah. Why Indiana Jones of all the Harrison Ford characters? Because he was the star of that film. I could have gone with, an, with uh, you know, Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd. Sure. To the hilt, okay? Right. But that's an ensemble movie. Okay, I get okay. you. I get you. I wanted him. And, I, I wanted, and fugitive Harrison Ford looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah, he looks like he's just walking around. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, even yeah. look like he's acting right there. So uh, I paint um, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I stick it out there on the red carpet. He signs it. And the I was bitten by the bug as of that moment. And you can ask my wife, Angie. Um, she's very tolerant. My studio is about 400 uh, boxing gloves, all hand-painted, all autographed by the person that I'm painting. Unbelievable. It has gotten really sick. So it's, it's an obsession. A, and, and a little sad. It, it really has. It is. It turned a corner about maybe four years ago, and now I just gave up completely. And I'm like, I'm just doing this. This is what I do. Wow. So it's like, the way I kind of picture that is like Scrooge McDuck. Oh, true. It's like you've got boxing gloves on top of boxing gloves, <laughs> and you're just jumping in there after work. Just getting ready to come here today. <laughs> I'm going through bins. I'm like, do we want to have the... You know, do you want to get Rocky on the air? I mean, great. Do we want Tyson? Who are we going to take? Because you got to pack the kids. You gotta yeah, pack, you gotta yeah, pack them yeah. all into the car. And I think you did a good job of representation. You you went to my my interest, and you brought the the major league glove with Charlie Sheen and Tom Berenger. You brought the you brought the Henry Winkler, and then you brought the Stranger Things. So we get the pop culture, and then we get the boxers. But I think the one that you wanted to talk about a little bit that you said you had a great story for that I'm still interested in is the Sylvester Stallone Rocky one. So Sylvester Stallone was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame um, in 2011. It's amazing what that guy's done for that sport. You, yes, yes. And so many people don't get it. Why would you put a fake boxer into the Boxing Hall of Fame? Because there are people that only watch boxing because the Rocky movies got them to oh, fall yeah. in love with the sport in the first place. Oh, yeah. Um, his writing, I mean, he's, he's an Oscar-winning writer for, oh, yeah. for that movie. And he starred in it. And the movie wasn't even going to get made because they didn't want him to star. They didn't want him to be Rocky. You know, write your movie, we'll direct, you know. Yeah. But don't be Rocky, too. And he said, I'm, I'm only doing this if I can be him. And so I had him sign it. I had him, he doesn't have the the... You know, neatest signature. Yeah, is school teachers would have something to say. About Those that. actors have the worst <clears throat> signatures for some reason. At least from legibility. True. From less legibility. Yeah. When he writes his name on larger things, he'll actually write Sly, and he's done that for me before. And then occasionally, when he's when it's a, like a paid signing, he'll write every letter. So cool. Yeah. That's really cool. But as far as this glove, so on Saturday night, I got this signed at the banquet uh, at the Hall of Fame, and then uh, so then we're driving home on the toll road, and I. I told my buddies it was a guy trip, you know, road trip. We're driving past, and I was like, Philly is not far. We've got to run up the steps of the library. <laughs> Dork level 10 yeah, moment. I'm like, yeah, how can one. we drive through through Pennsylvania and not go to Philly and run? So I put this glove on. I ran my fat ass up those steps. I needed oxygen by the time I got to the top, but it was so awesome. And, of course, I stuck my arms up, and there, there's a really good shot on my Instagram and on my Facebook of that photo. Cool. And your Instagram is Boxing Glove Artist, right, with periods separating three words? Yes. Cool. Or, as I say it, boxing.glove.artist. It's exactly the same information, but, yeah. Perfect. No, you, you tore that up. So, yeah, that was dark level 10 moment. Um and he had signed it the night before. No way. So you were just feeling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who I think Bill Burr, the comedian, has like a great comment about. A hero of mine. I love Bill Burr. <laughs> He's one of those guys I can listen to all day. 
uh, <laughs> that almost made me go in a different place that we went into the green room, but I don't want to go there. The, uh, <clears throat> the it, was, it was more of like a, um, if you're familiar with Bill Burr, it gets a little violent. Um, and he brings out a lot of stuff. And so we were talking in, in just of that. But um, one of the things that he always mentions that this is really funny to me, I think it was one of those scenes where the Philadelphia crowd was just booing the hell out of him and just like getting oh, crazy. Have you yeah. seen that? Yes. Where yes. He, he calls him out for like idolizing a white figure of Sylvester Stallone when Joe Lewis has been there the entire time and everyone just acts like it doesn't exist. Joe Frazier. Joe yes, Frazier. Yes. Jeez. It's okay. People of Detroit, we love you. I'm we we meant we meant nothing one. by that. I'm gonna have to breathe a little mm-hmm. bit. No, yeah. no, no. You're good. You're yeah. good. Yeah, it's like uh, boxing is one of those things that I, I love watching and I love the big fights. I just don't watch it enough. Okay. I feel horrible because now I've messed up two in a row. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all it's good. good? It's okay. All good. Yeah. But Joe Frazier was one of those guys that's just. Uh, I mean, those are three big fights, right? The Ali fights. Oh, with fights. Ali. Yeah, oh, those truly. are huge. Truly, truly. Um, and so, like, what got you into boxing, man? Because I mean, it's clearly a passion. It's a different kind of sport, man. I mean, hand there's, hand. No, there's no one to rely on. It's the loneliest sport. I'll tell you that. Boxing is not. It's the only time. I mean, they'll say Olympic boxing is a team sport, and that's all good. But even as a team, even as a boxing team, there we are. There we are. What a big shot. Takes one second. Takes one second. To I was get like, he's here. not going to get that off. <laughs> um, I'm a professional beer yes, drinker. Yes, 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 yes. Um, if you have a boxing team like like in the Olympics, yes, you have other team members, but they're not coming. You can't tag them in. This oh, isn't yeah, yeah. this isn't you know the anvil and the hitman. You know you go get them now. I'm 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 tired. Okay. Yeah. No, it is lonely. You are alone in that ring. And I have put the gloves on and I have fought once. That's how. I mean, I'm not physically fit in the slightest. I have no business trying. Well, the fatigue level in itself oh. is a serious thing. Well, you sp- I spent all my time deciding. You know, what punches am I going to throw? What what combinations am I going to throw? How am I going to, you know, body shot up? I'm, I'm going to fake. I'm going to fake. Okay. After the first round, it didn't make any difference <laughs> what I was thinking about. It was just not getting knocked Jimmy out. Jimmy Holmes, uh, just, just uh, he, he was he was shortening the rounds for me. Nice. It's like, yeah, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yeah. Nah, he's fine. Look at him. Look at him. He's turning purple. That, that color's not natural. <laughs> So, no, I never need to do that again. I heard a uh, so this is a weird story I have for boxing. It's my only real boxing story. Right. Yeah, so two of them. So there's a kid named John Novak when I was in fourth grade Johnny from Hammond. Yeah, I, I grew up with a, like around him, and uh, he was big into boxing in fourth and fifth grade. And I remember even that. And so oh, when he was a kid, he when he was a kid, oh, man. Wow. And so we used to go to his house, and he used to just beat the hell out of me. And then there was a time where it was like, well, I can wear the headgear, and then he'd be on his knees. And I remember a couple of those guys, like, of course, I landed a shot or two, you know. Sure. But then at the other time, it's like you, you get used to the boxing headache. Same thing with football, having a helmet on for so long. You just get used to the headache. Oh, sure. Um, but the other one was, is, um, and I haven't seen John Novak since then. Johnny so Novak was a, a great time. fighter. I hear time. he was great, man. Um, yeah. And he was a local guy. Um, the other local guy that I ran into, it was a, another odd occasion. Um, I was in a gas station. I was in this marathon in Crown Point. It was I, midday. I'll, I'll tell you right now who you're going to say. Go ahead. Angel Man Freddy. <laughs> And cheers. And I walk into that, and he's sitting there at the counter. He's got his cards out there. And I just, one of those days where it was like just me, him, and the guys behind the counter. And I walk in there, and he's talking his boxing stuff. And I, I mean, I, I, I recognize him, but I wouldn't have known, you know. And he, 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 uh, he, he's like, he looks at me, and then he makes like eye contact, and he, he uh, introduces himself, and then he runs a fighting ring. He's like, and you look, you look pudgy. I would take that shit right off of you right now. So he called me fat. <laughs> And then how big of a wuss I was, you know. So it was a great, it was a great like interaction. I never, I never called him. 
But. Angel Manfredi. Yeah. So much talent. I mean, you could talk about the character that he is, and that could be two hours right there. But in the ring, absolute monster. But you know what happens with these guys, too, is they just take one. It's like the one bad fight where they just get the hell beat out of them, and they just don't recover a lot of the times. That's that's part of Angel's story. Yes, he's had several problems in several different areas. But he's he's all heart. He's a good man. I consider him a friend. Um, Cool. And uh, at the end of the day, the guy's got the heart of a warrior. He truly, truly does. Um, I think uh, he probably got the fight stopped a little bit early against uh, Mayweather when they fought, um, but it was going to go that way anyway. So, uh, was it an early stoppage? Sure, but it's Floyd Mayweather. Is, is Mayweather the worst championship fighter of all time? <clears throat> oh God, no! Oh no? God, no! Because it is boring as hell. There's arguments that he's the best fighter of all time. Now, I won't. I don't take part in that conversation. Other than yeah. to say you're way off wrong. But, yes, he's boring. He is boring, and I'll name ten other fighters that are boring. But at the end of the day, no one has stood with him and beaten him. He hasn't lost since he was, like, 15, 14. That's a skill level of another sure. that, That's another universe, what I, he's working with. I don't, want to, I don't want to act like he's not talented or he's not um, skilled. Because that is clearly the case. I just um, so I've probably seen, and this is just me. I don't watch every fight. Okay. I've probably seen four <laughs> of the last eight years. Okay. Right. And I didn't. I refused to watch the Pacquiao Mayweather fight because to me that fight was like five years too late. You never saw it. I uh, know. Okay. I didn't watch it. I it just it just bothered me. Just like, I did see it, and there was no reason for that fight to happen. No, it's like Pacquiao already got put to sleep. Like those fighters are never the same once that happens, and it's like. I think five years before that, it was just all jockeying in the media and who was going to be become the puss, you know. And it was bullshit. And but that's the that's part of the problem with boxing in general is figuring all that stuff out. Well, we in the sport we make heroes. We make heroes, and the second you get a chink in the armor, we're real quick to forget about you. And that's kind of what happened with uh, May with a uh, not with Mayweather with uh, Angel Manfredi. Oh man, he lost some hard fights. And then came back and started winning some good fights, and he wasn't experiencing the same adulation. People were not throwing roses at his feet anymore. And then, you know, he retired. Well, it's a tough sport, man. It, it is. It's a, a t- your height's your <clears throat> height, and your low's your low. I mean, we can talk about gloved boxing all the time, but I have since 2009 been affiliated with the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame out of Belfast, New York. <laughs> now, that those are real killers. Oh, yeah. Bobby dude. Gunn, true killer. Okay, I don't know what his record is, 77-0, 78-0, all knockouts. And this is an underground sport that is illegal most of the most of the time, most of the places. Like, they can get they can get uh, temporary licenses on um, Indian reservations, you know, casinos, essentially. Um, insane, these fights. If you can get footage of them on, on um, YouTube. So bare knuckle. They're killers. We're not no. talking UFC like the no, small sir. padding. We're talking bare knuckle no, no, fighting. No, your hands are your weapon, and that's all there is to it. So I've been affiliated with them since uh, 09. I've been their official artist since 09. Um, and um, I was inducted as an honorary inductee uh, in 2017. That's awesome. That was, that Congrats. Was, that that's was, less than a year. That Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm still in the reigning class wow. until, until this summer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting with a Hall of Famer. So that's Scott Burt. Scotty Burt, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, he, dude. He got it He got it done. So, uh, yeah, him and, and one of my best friends in the world, Jimmy Holmes, we got put in the same year. 
So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's that's... the fighting school teacher of DeMott, Indiana. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, another killer. Totally. <laughs> he looks like you should be changing your oil. But you do not want him hitting you. Isn't it amazing how many of those dudes exist uh, that you just don't yeah. even know are like, out there? I, I call him Kelly Pavlik. I, 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 you know, compare him to Kelly Pavlik, the, the former middleweight champion. Just looked like he should be, you know, taking something apart in a garage. Really? And he just had full extension of those punches. Man. <laughs> he just put guys to sleep. Oh, my God. Jimmy Holmes was like that for, for several years. That's got to be like like for baseball. It was always just hitting like hitting it perfect on the yeah. screws, and you just felt nothing, and it was just amazing. <laughs> Putting someone to sleep has got to feel the same way. Like it's as hard as you can great, on the point of the chin. Yeah, and you just probably don't even feel the punch. You hit them so good. Most people I talk to about because I I did a lot of boxing media in my day in years past. Um, I would I would interview fighters after knockouts, and I would say what happened. You know what what happened there. You had him. What what can you tell me? And he'll say, I'm going to need to look at the tape. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, we're going to do this some other time. This yeah. is obviously not the best time to be interviewing you. Well, you know, Joe Rogan says that all the time when he's interviewing those UFC fighters. That he's got to pick and choose when he can talk to them after some of these fights. Because... Well, he's getting better at at looking at a man's eyes and saying, okay, well, he does not need a microphone right now. Yeah, he's yeah. a pro. He's, he's, he's on the, the gold standard of uh, of knowing who he should be interviewing and who does not need a mic. Awesome. Well, you know what? That's the one thing that's, uh, to me, like speaking from a national side, a bigger perspective, what drives me crazy about um, modern media is how many people talk about sport without knowing anything about it. And I see it on ESPN 95% of the time. Like, for example, Max Kellerman, who's a guy that I love listening to about boxing and fighting. I do. I I enjoy the commentary. But then you get him talking about the NBA, and he sounds like an idiot. And it's like, why? Why are we doing that to these guys? I love Max Kellerman. I don't need his take on the NBA. You just don't. Or the NFL. It's the same thing with Stephen A. Smith. When he talks basketball, he doesn't sound like the crazy guy that they make him seem to be. <laughs> it's when he's talking about the NFL and, and baseball, and it's just like get over it. When he talks boxing, I think he's got a little. He's got some some knowledge there. I, I agree. I think with he hangs you there. out with some fighters. I think I think yep. he, he's he's inside with 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 boxing at least i agree with that um yeah but like how many hosts don't even like they're just kind of doing it because they went to school for it you know it's just like crazy. going to school for it does not put that knowledge in your head baseball drives me crazy like it's hard to it's hard to find good analysts for for baseball because there's just so much stupid crap being said at least for me did you want to tell your steve stone story no. Okay. No. I would. I have no problem with it, but I mean, no, I know at this point of the podcast, I don't want to take up the next four minutes <laughs> with that crap. And just a uh, small story short, Steve Stone's an asshole, and he he, he totally big leagued me on a on a on a signing one day. We talked about it in the green room. So, oh, I was talking about autographs. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, yeah. So I wish I could talk more. I'll I'll definitely have that story for one time. If you do see me and you want to hear that story, ask me. I'll definitely have no problem. It's a great story. You. Yeah. I, I just heard it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> he is such a dick. Um, <laughs> but you know who, who am I, right? I don't. What the, what the hell am I? Um, but the other part I wanted to get to your art too is that you were talked a lot about the boxing stuff, but you do a lot of the magazine stuff, and this is the first time I've actually seen it. Okay. So I was at Fluid for your takeover okay. there um, on that side of it, but I don't remember seeing a lot of the magazine art. Okay. I remember seeing a lot of the gloves up there, yeah. um, especially on the front half. You had a lot of gloves up there. There were there were a hundred gloves. Yeah, it was, it was they like were tons of gloves. Place, yeah. So I, that's the only thing I saw. Um, <laughs> And and so like the only other aspect I've had from it is from the IG takeover you or and your Instagram account, but seeing it in person is awesome. 
So I t thank you for that. That's kind of you. Um, Seriously, I take not that it wasn't awesome on no, the no, pictures. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I take old magazines that would get tossed otherwise that are of no real value. Uh, I don't know if they can if you have a good tight shot of this. So I'll talk about this one, which I know you do. Um, this is an old '80s um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, manual. Okay, and uh, I know that game has always been hot, but it got extra hot a couple of years ago when um, Stranger Things came out. Because that's what the boys in the basement are playing all yep. the time. So I took the old manual and I painted the Demogorgon, the monster from that movie, right on it. And now I sell prints of that. And I was telling you, I was at the NW Icon, uh, the Grabinskis, wonderful people. Uh, they put me up there. And um, I ran out of prints like an idiot. That is the, the cardinal sin. You stock up and, and you... you you know, if they're willing to pay you, you need to be prepared to hand it to them. Yeah. And I wasn't. I flew through the seven copies of that print that I had. And uh, one kid was dressed as a cheeseburger. I, if I was lying, I I wouldn't even know to have said that. <laughs> that was out of the air. The kid was dressed as a cheeseburger. And he bought a large print about this size, about the size of a lumber print. And he's walking around with it, which is the greatest advertising you can ever get. Sure. He walked around the whole con for hours with this big print of this piece. And uh, so then for the next four hours, people were coming by. No saying way. Saying, I, I, I need the Demogorgon. Well, I just, I just think I just found a new job for Josh. Josh, <laughs> how much would you pay him to work run around uh, your uh, next NWA Comic Con with your artwork? Have you ever dressed as a cheeseburger? Oh. Is the only question. You're hired. I can, I can top a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> with some bacon and avocado. And <laughs> What's yeah. the weirdest thing you've dressed as? Because if, oh, if you... Oh, man. It's been... I know last year for... We're not breaking any laws talking about no, it. No, no. The case is closed. Last year for Warped Tour, I wore a tutu the whole time. Oh, you were that guy. Yeah, I remember See. you. I remember Where you. Where was the tutu for the hot yoga? I've been in, I've been in Hooters outfits. <laughs> See, we just ate, so I'm not... Yeah. I'm it, not, it I'm can not, get we might have a garbage can, can somewhere. I'm not sure that was necessary. <laughs> so we're, we're taking backwards So you're steps. getting Josh in a Hooters outfit. <laughs> <laughs> your next NWI Comic Con, uh, Brian Grabinski, get ready for that. People will definitely be talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll get you'll get noticed. Uh, but that's a really cool story. I've I've never played D and D. I hear that it's insanely fun and getting into it. I, I've never been a part of it. Have you played it a lot? Uh, no, no, no I've, I've never, never played, I've never played it. it. No, I sold out because the the Stranger Things kids were interested in it, so I became interested in it. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Awesome. So, I, and so we talked about that. Is there any other art form that you want to kind of mention? Because it seems like those are the two, like the, I, and it's a different style of painting that you're doing. I mean, it's a really cool aspect of it because it's kind of monochromatic. I Is that say, a good way truly, to put it? Truly. So it's like it's got like a lot of heavy blacks and grays and whites. Look at you busting out the art terms. Is that an art Dig term? It very much. That's Monochrome. My... <laughs> well done, man. Yeah, truly. And truly. so it's really cool in that sense. Um, I'm, I love art, man. Art's one of my favorite things. And so it's got it's like a good juxtaposition between the color of like yeah, I see it in the in the gloves too. But really on these magazine covers, especially with this one, because there's a little art form of picking this one, man, because this is a specific one, not only because of the sub, like the, the, the verbiage, right? That's even perfect enough. But the, the hot red on the back of the, mono, the monochromatic stuff of it is just really cool and really pops it. I consider myself a pop artist, so that's awesome that you use that term because that, that's the whole point. Um, I have, you can ask one of my best friends in the world, uh, Matt Dooley, you can ask him anytime. How many drunks have walked up to my table 
to try to peel off the sticker that they think I've stuck on the glove. They don't believe I hand painted it, is That's my insane. point. They believe it's printed and they believe that I just stuck it on. So I have had people come up just trying to, you know, with their thumbnail, trying to peel off this sticker that they believe is there. The disrespect <clears throat> that is, is insane. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. No, don't care. well, you get drunk <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> uh, this is uh so I, I will talk you did give us a mike tyson glove for the office now that's a gift so we will be so anytime you, t you tune into a talk local that'll be up here um and the other thing that i wanted to, and so like be feel free it's a blue one tyson and it's going to be awesome tyson's one of those guys that's like uh he's a lightning rod for conversation it, one way or the other i i got asked or i want to say it was less than seven days ago about who i think would have won an ali tyson fight oh. and it was like yeah i don't i just don't think I don't know. Personally, I just think Ali was more of like a fundamentally sound boxer. And I think that like a guy who's just bull charges him is not going to have much of a chance. Oh, okay. but you never know. Are you asking me? Or sure. Are you... We'll go there. Okay. Um, one round. Ali. Ali, Ali would do that. He dude, would do right? exactly what he did to Sonny Liston in one round. Okay, cool. Um, That's what and, I thought. And maybe too. I'm being dreamy. I'm being fanboy. Maybe Tyson would last a, a few more rounds on that, but he would toy with them. He wasn't built for longevity. He was built for speed. Tyson did not do well in longer fights. No, he never. Just, he also Holyfield. never. He also never needed to though. Yeah. Well, did you see the guy? He was fighting me in the '80s. <laughs> I'm running for my life too. <laughs> that guy's charging at me. Well, I mean, not wrong. like we could talk about the, the the package of strength and speed and. You know his monster neck. I mean, his oh, neck is just insane. What, what is what is that? Is that a trap? A trapezoid? Is that what that is? The that's trap. A, Trapezius. Your... Yeah, here, yeah. Trapezoid is a geometry <laughs> term. Hey, I, I got some credit for monochromatic, right? Yes, I, mean, yes, I can't yes. get it for everything. For crying yeah. out loud! Oh, I pulled my trapezoid. <laughs> a trapezoid <laughs> is the geometric like thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's yeah. awesome. So the the trapezius muscle. Yeah, but but the his, trap. his traps are huge. Yeah, you call it whatever you want. Call it the, yeah, but um, the old trapezoid. <laughs> no more beer for this podcast. I'm losing my mind right now. But I mean, I mean, Customato created essentially that was his old trainer created the perfect warrior when he made Mike Tyson. Um, and he found him when he was a child and, and groomed him to be the world's youngest heavyweight champion. Has there ever been a better example of Mick in real life boxing no, no, than it's that? Cuss. It's cuss. No. Yeah. And, and that had already happened. So that, that's why that's so crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. The Rocky the set the tone. Timelines are kind of similar. They're kind of in line in, in, in some aspects. But, like, you I mean, you can make the perfect fighter, and Cuss did in Mike Tyson. But for me, half the game for Tyson had nothing to do with physicality. It had more to do – half of half of his game was intimidation because he was beating you because he's staring at you during the national anthem. He would come to the ring wearing no socks – Wearing a, just a, a towel, he didn't wear a hood. He didn't mm -hmm. wear a, you know any sort of a, a, a you know a gown or, or a, a robe and a brick shit house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> truly. Yeah. But like for the Trevor Burbick fight, the the first time he won, I believe that was 1986, his first title. Um, Tyson wanted to wear black trunks. Well, the champion gets to choose what color trunks he wears. Trevor Burbick, the champion on that night, on his last night as being champion, uh, <laughs> wore. He said, "I'm wearing black trunks." And Tyson said, well, well, so am I. I'm going to wear the, the black trunks. And, and who's going to argue with him? So the best they could do is is uh, charge him. They charged him five grand. He got he got fined $5,000 because he wanted to wear black trunks. And he wow. did, and he knocked him out anyway. 
because the color of your trunks don't matter. There are two biographies <laughs> that haven't been written yet, or at least in film, that need to be, and it's the backside of Eddie Murphy's career and Mike Tyson's. Michael Jai White played Mike Tyson in a movie called Tyson that nobody saw. And okay. please, Michael Jai White, don't come crush my larynx or anything. I I saw it. I liked it. But, <laughs> but yes. In case yes. you see him at the next Boxing yeah, Hall yeah, of yeah, Fame yeah. yeah, make that my big problem. <laughs> We pulled this podcast. I'm going to tag him. I'm going to tag him He's tomorrow. about to sign an autograph. He's about to sign an autograph for me. Oh, wait. You were on Local 219. Yeah, you were the guy who was a dick. Therefore. You just Steve Stoned him. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you get a Sharpie <laughs> embedded in your jugular? Oh, interesting story. I knew Guzman when he could talk. <laughs> no, I'm signing. <laughs> and I don't mean autographs. I'm signing. <laughs> Literally signing. <laughs> He's got the Stephen Hawking thing going. Very true. Yeah. Well, that was me. Here we go. Jesus. Here we go. But I want to say uh, it's a little early. While we're still on art for a second, um, my buddy Matt Dooley, who I was just talking about, and I can't talk too much about it, but there is a huge a insurgence of art in Valparaiso and in, in Northwest Indiana, and in particular Valpo. Valpo is becoming such a hotbed for artists. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I can't talk too much about it. I can't even tell you the name of it, but there's an enormous project going on that I happen to get on in the ground floor, and it's uh, we're looking for artists. So artists that are not that that don't have agents that that don't have any representation that are just kind of floating out there, um, contact me because cool. th there's something know. huge on the horizon um, where your prints can be you know taken care of for you because the artist and being one. The artist wants to create. They do not want to deal with the business side at all. It, it you know, nine times out of ten. So you've never. So I asked you this beforehand. You've never talked to Jay Weinberg. Don't believe so. No. Dude. Okay. Well, that's crazy. You would say that because he's creating. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this because it's actually a beautiful idea and it's monetizing art in a way that hasn't been done before. Um, and I think it, it all comes down to participation, but I think with the right marketing, you can get it. And he's, he's a good marketing mind, um, so he does have that background. Um, so he's doing right now a lot of Cubs prints for those guys. So he's getting to know like Anthony Rizzo and the Santo Sons. And um, he's just he, the, the, the people like the entire like uh, board of the Harry Carey like stuff that's going on, including I forget her, her his wife's name now at this Dutchie. point. Dutchy, yeah. I was gonna say Millie, but that's Dutch Millie is like a that's a donut, isn't it? Something. Are we keeping track? I don't know what's going on here. This is every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dutchy. So like ago. she's she's actually like taken in prints. Um, like it's the whole the whole. I think even Eddie Vedder's gotten prints from him. See, I'm familiar with his work. You asked, have I met him? Oh, okay, I my you, bad. I, I think you asked that. Yeah, I did. Okay. So he's starting an app that's called, it's all about, uh, I don't know the exact name of it offhand. Um, I'd have to look it up. But it's really setting off this um, this kind of online auctioning of art, which is really cool. And so you can get like a $40,000 piece from somebody. They will dedicate it to this, this platform. Um, they'll sell only like 20,000 tickets at $2 a piece to make up for the cost. So the artist gets the fund, yeah. the, all the money, but then you get the raffle on that side of it. So like someone can literally spend two bucks and get a $40,000 piece of, of art. So it's incentivizing it. It's, it's interesting. They actually had a meeting about this. He came, I have met him. He came to, um, fluid 
in Valpo. Yeah, because I know they're fans. Was, Allison and Chuck are fans. I'm a big fan of Fluid. Yeah, Fluid's great, man. Uh, they, they're, I, they're, ten years from now, we're going to be talking about them, about the culture changing that they're doing. What they have what they have accomplished, I mean, if you look at the sign outside, their, their signage has art first. Yeah. Coffee's like third or fourth on their list. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's a coffee house. I mean, that's what you're going there for. But they have such a focus on art. I was their featured artist in December. Um, uh, Sophia Ravada was just uh, in just last month, just ended. And um, my good friend Corey Hampshire, who's a comic book artist, uh, just went to his opening uh, this past Friday. So I'm telling you, Valpo is about to erupt well, with all this art. What's the gentleman's name at We Create? I don't want to mess it up. I know his last name is Gonzalez. What's his What's his first name? Mike. Isn't that Mike Gonzalez? I don't. I don't know. His, I don't know his first name. Uh, I would have said Joe, so I'm glad I didn't say that. It's Joe Gonzalez. Pardon is me. Is it? It's Joe. Oh, okay. You cool. should have gone with it. <laughs> so Damn him. It. So him and Bruinsma are the are the partners for um for Insight. Insight. Yeah. yeah, and so he does all the art that's around like those. We're gonna edit stuff. out the fact that I said his name was Mike. I hope. I don't know. Okay. I, I doubt it. All right. Well. Get on That's it, this guy. Get on it, man. This guy. Um, I make no promise. I'm drinking a Joe Gonzalez right now. <laughs> Joe Gonzalez, dude. We meet so many people every day. It's hard to keep score of it. it. Is. You know, it really is. And um, they're great guys. They took me and they didn't know me. For oh, anyone, and, so. and no one. Yeah, they're awesome dudes. And I know that like I love his art. And so I've seen that around a lot. And I love that what he's got going on. And I got a chance to meet him when I when I went into recreate and had a meeting with with Wade. Mm. Wade and I like went to college with each other a long time ago, but we didn't really know each other so it was kind of nice to catch up but he was there at the time and i was still kind of messing around with brinesma so it was cool to kind of like have that connection there yeah. but seems like a really good dude and you're right man velpo is just absolutely killing it and fluid in particular is like one of those spots that the first time i went there i met someone meeting went great and then right after that i found like all of a sudden i knew three or four people in there and then as time's going on you're starting to hear the music and i'm a big music guy and it's Bowie, and it's you know it's Iggy Pop, and it's Nirvana, and it's the Pixies, and it's just all this really cool music that you just don't hear publicly. Yeah. And so it was just phenomenal. So I was all on board with that. And then so I got a chance to meet Allison and Chuck, and we haven't done anything, we haven't collaborated on anything, but I'm really looking forward to time. that down the road. Yeah. Um, I just heard them, just to kind of give them a shout out, I did a podcast called Musically Meditated with Joe Riley, who's another great dude. Um, he just had both of them on. So that oh, was a okay. cool, that's a cool, that's a cool get. When I was featured artist there for the for the month of December, um, Chuck actually handed me the remote to the to the speaker system. He goes, "We want the Guzman experience. What music <laughs> do you want?" Man, everyone's playing? getting this Guzman experience. Evidently, evidently, I didn't, like I didn't even coin that term, but he's like, I, "That's all Chuck skates. That's all him." He he said it. Nice, but um, mm. yeah, um, yeah. So he he said, "Yeah, we'll play anything you want." Well, I'll tell you, man. The, um, that was the whole night. Well, I know we're talking a lot about Velpo, but I really love a lot of, like, I see art in everywhere, you know? Um, what Joey Potts is doing at 18th Street is is literally setting <clears throat> standards. I I love you know? 18th Street. I love what they've done. I love that, that five years ago, it was a little place in Miller. Nothing. And uh, talk about an eruption. But you know, Holy cow. I hope that if there's one comp we can get eventually is that comp. Because they start, and I mean this in a, like a really good way. Yeah, is that they started out and like, but they never did anything stupid. No, they never. Em they embraced artists from the beginning. From the beginning, they, they started the concept around here at least of the drink and draw, which yeah. I was in. You know, from from I've been get -go. dying to go to that. Oh, it's it's a good time. It's is a it? good time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm a very amateur drawer. Okay. So you got, you're gonna have to be patient on that one. I'm exceptionally patient. 
I'm a, I'm, <laughs> okay, good. I'm an well, art coach, teacher. You, yeah, you're I'm an, an art, art teacher. You know. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I really enjoy um, graffiti art. It's probably my favorite thing. And so, like, this piece here, the local 219 piece was MC Seizure. And he's did you in, buy that? No. Really? Well, I... Well, so technically. I, technically, I did, but it okay. wasn't really... I, I paid for the, I paid for the, like, the uh, equipment. I love that it's on brick like that. On a brick... Um, like panel board. It's a panel of brick. Do you know the story behind that? I do not. Okay, so one of the first things we did when I, when we started this company was we wanted to kind of do some kind of public exhibition. So we got MC Seizure, who's a part of the CSA graffiti group, right? Um, like Flex Maldonado and yeah, it's Ish Muhammad and those guys. Flex is a hell of a guy too. Man. Great guy. I interviewed Excellent. him. I interviewed him at Lakeshore for a did piece, you? and he was like did the you? best. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was between his first Mike, his um, uh, Jackson Five mural and his second one. So okay. if that gives, gives you a timeline. Um, but so I we got in contact with MC Seizure and uh, he, Gabe was like an awesome dude. Gabe Barajas, awesome guy. And uh, he, he, we all decided that we were just going to try to make like an exhibit out of it, a public exhibit. And so thanks to Mayor Uran, I'll give him a shout out there, too, because he's the one who kind of there was no licensing for it. And actually, the town was telling us we couldn't do it. We took over the square at Crown Point, had this board up and Gabe did this all in real time publicly. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it. awesome piece, man. It. Yeah, that's excellent. And the colors are great. Oh yeah, truly. So that's where we you take talk a... about colors popping off of a background. Mm. Yeah, Getting the background on first, and then doing the, the colors. That's brilliant. Yeah. So he's uh, he's the man. Um, and so yeah, that's where that piece came from. So like, we're trying to embrace it as much as possible. And any like I, being at Lakeshore and a nonprofit media side of things, you get to re and you get to meet enough people to where you realize that these guys in this art world. They need every help piece of help they can get, and oh. I'm not saying that as a negative. It's just art is just no. an underappreciated sub, like past like aspect of our society. You it promote, really you is. promote yourself or you or what I was referring to earlier. You really are a lost kid at the mall. Yeah, come look at my stuff, please look at my stuff, and I'll put a Facebook post out and I'll get a hundred likes and then it's gone. gone. It just goes into yeah. Wherever it goes. So the one thing to be excited about from an art side of things to show you our commitment is uh, we've been talking with Donna Catalanano from uh, from South Shore Arts, mm. and uh, we've got <clears throat> I think something figured out for the fall for an all art series for video. So it's going to be really awesome. We've Just got don't forget, ideas. don't forget my name when it comes to that. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. I think the well, we'll have to talk about it off air because here's the one issue I'm finding with this is that anytime I say something, it seems to be going into the the. Here's what happens with media and marketing, right? <laughs> is that the people who listen to you the most are your competitors. That's oh. just the way it is. And like with real estate agents, I'm sure that um, what's feeding it all is that all the all these people are competing against one another. That as many people are supposed to be watching their stuff, a lot of them are like actually insider people that are watching it, and that's what's all kind of like kind of justifying it, which is which is very fascinating. I was about to ask who's your competition, but we don't want to say them. I'll say them. Oh, who's your competition? I don't have them. <laughs> Excellent answer. They don't exist. Excellent answer. They don't exist. I can tell you people who are copying what we're doing, oh. but I don't see I don't seek them as like competition. At least at this point. And I'm not I hope that doesn't sound like um, egotistical or narcissistic. Like I hope that's not the case. It's just I know what I'm I know what we are bringing to the table. Sure. And um nobody else is doing No that. one's doing that. And and no one understands how to I think at least and I'm not trying to undersell it. It's like cause I see people trying to do what we're doing, but I just don't think people have the long-term vision. And I think that what thing that really kind of sets us apart is the background in media that people just don't get 
You know what I'm saying? I do. So like I see video production companies jumping up and I see them getting work and that's fantastic, but they're all video production companies. No one's really trying to do the media side of it. And so to compete with these people, you need to understand the ROI and how to kind of make this all happen, if that makes any sense. It does, true. And so if I wasn't in the Lakeshore background where I was forced to sell an inferior product, I don't think I'd be able to have the perspective I would have to think that we don't have competition. Okay. Does that make sense? Truly. Okay, cool. Because I see the weaknesses in a lot of the other, like uh, what I I guess would be considered the media outlets of this area. Okay. Um, We talked about it before we got on air. I think the Times is an antiquated system, and we're like we're, we're focused on twenty-five to forty-year-olds, and that's another reason why I don't think that it's like, um, I, I just don't think there's a precedent set in this area for those people. Okay. That that demo in particular. Yeah. So I think the Times is really forty and above. I think uh, like network television is forty and above, and don't get me wrong, there's outliers for everything, you sure. know. But this is like a specific media for that type, and so I don't see that. I would say the only thing is is that there's a lot of people I see either doing it on such a small level where they don't understand the ROI and why they're doing it. And then I see the other side of it of people doing it and they don't understand how to monetize it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. And so that's why I see us as no competition. But that okay. that's me. And I could be totally proven wrong in six months when I'm closing the doors. You know? But at least right now it doesn't feel that way. Well, when you do close the doors, then you can lose my number completely. Because okay, cool. then you're dead weight and you, you know, there's, no value. there's no value. And that. that'll be the time when the series was supposed to go off. So it'll be, it'll be perfect timing. <laughs> um, but uh, I wanted to talk about that stuff. We knocked that out. Um, we're, we're approaching an hour five here, so this this time flies. Is there anything you kind of wanted to add to this? Um, I, did you want to go into? I know we talked a lot about the art side of it. Did you want to talk about the food side of it? Or I love to cook. I love to smoke meat. <laughs> I brought I brought a batch of wings here. I mean, you said uh, you said you said man. truly. You said I. You know, you didn't say it in so many words, but it was, you know, we're we're gonna have a little Guzman time here. So, um, so I brought brought a six pack and I smoked some wings. I smoked a batch of uh, hickory smoked chicken wings, and uh, I, that was for your enjoyment. And I, I hope you guys oh, enjoyed. You guys enjoyed that. Well, that 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 spawned the conversation of the best wing in the area. So I think that might be worth going to. Truly, for me, I think my favorite wing, and this is gonna upset some people, but I think Doc's is probably my favorite wing. Doc's has an excellent wing. That's my favorite. But I think it's something that like goes to the smoked. And I think they flash fry it at the end. They create that little crisp. I think you'd have to. I, I think I think smoking away. Like, I drove I drove really fast to get here because I wanted these to have some noise to them. Because if you, you when you yank them off the smoker, they are at their peak. Yeah. They're only going to get worse from that moment. So moisture is the is the, the, the big monster against, sure, against, sure. against perfectly smoked food. Not that my stuff was perfect, but... When you when you get close, like I can occasionally get close, um, moisture is going to kill it. So uh, I drove really fast to get here. To, <laughs> well, to get we the, appreciate it. No, it's no, delicious. No. You, we were patient enough through an Instagram and Facebook <laughs> Live, <laughs> which we'll have to do again because now with all the stuff in here, it'll be awesome. Um, Josh, you have been incredibly quiet. Yeah, sure. man. What's going on? What is your deal today? That's what we need to ask. <laughs> I'm going to be direct deal? on public. Yeah. What's okay. going on? About what? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Can we can we dial this in? flash yeah um do you have any questions for chris while um, he's here not really cool I mean, you guys covered everything i was listening the whole time but I, I, i'm like blocking his shot from 
I am I am all him. good with you blocking me. Yeah, so I got up I am and fine walked with it. out and let you guys my, have a conversation. You know, we we got to make sure they Jolt. see my Joel Cole t-shirt. Jolt's a good yeah. one. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so uh, if that's all we're going to have for today then, uh, Chris, can you tell people where to find you? Oh, I'm very easy to find. Um, Chris Guzman on uh, Facebook. Guzman Gloves LLC is my company. Um, I do custom gloves, custom artwork for any number of uh, applications um you know the, the celebrity gloves are fun and, and i love chasing celebrities and getting them autographed and they sell you know from time to time but what the company has actually become over the years um is custom work my uncle boxed in the marines can you paint him on a glove my uh my aunt is going through her third round of chemo can you paint her on a pink glove for breast cancer um this disorder that disorder um baby uh announcements that's awesome. Like I can do, I can take a glove this size and paint the life size baby. I mean, right on it, you know. Um, well, I think you're <clears> pitching <throat> me right now because I might have to have that happen, even though my daughter probably will never appreciate a boxing glove. You do have a baby on the way, so uh, yeah, maybe I, mean, I might have to put a full baby on there. It early congratulations in your direction. <laughs> Thank you. Early, um, you've yeah, got but, a name picked out. We're excited. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Can we pretend like like take a fishbowl with all fake names? And then tape your tape the actual name to it, and we can we can make money that way. I'm in. Tape the tape the actual name to your thumb, and then when you go in, you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the one, one that we, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we could we could set bets. And, you know. There's I don't think many people would guess it. Okay, but that's me. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I was actually surprised my wife was into it, so that's cool. Well, it's too early to announce it. Well, is that what not, I'm to understand? Yeah, I just don't know if we told enough the right people yet to announce it publicly. I don't want my mom to find it out on this podcast. I can back you on that. <laughs> it was exactly the way she expected it. Yeah, yeah. Here in boxing gloves. Yes. So they had barbecue sauce under their fingernails. Oh, yes, your grandchild. Yes. That's awesome. So, um, so, so no to mom. He thinks enough of you. That's There, there you go. There you go. Uh, so the boxing.glove.artistig, Chris Guzman on Facebook. Is there anything I'm missing here? There's nothing you're missing. Okay, no. cool. So you. check that out. Um, he's always a delight. I, every time I get to, so I, 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 when I met you the first time, it was I was like disappointed I wasn't able to spend more time with you at the Big Barn Fest. Well, that's a that's a, that's a sprint. Like there's oh, a lot, there's a lot of work. There. There's a lot going yeah. on. I was volunteering with the United Way at that point. I didn't even have beers in me. But then as soon as I got out of the beer thing, that was literally the end of the craft beer contest we were running. So I got to know like all those brewers. So it was just like all of a sudden within an hour and we were supposed to go shoot that night. So within like an hour and a half, I'm already like, if I don't get the hell out of here, I'm done. That would have been a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. So then we went and shot that night. But uh, so that's what happened there. But um, didn't get a chance to do that, but it's always been great. Thanks for coming in, man. Oh, anytime, man. I appreciate Uh, it. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, so uh, if you if you're seeing any of this video stuff, you're seeing that Chris literally not only took over our Tuesday takeover once in IG, but he did it again in person. <laughs> in the office, in right. person, he's also taken over the office. Yeah, and that's awesome. And if anybody is like watching this and and like they are an artist, feel free. And if you're on, to do the same. I don't, you know, it's all about your art, in my opinion. Now we're tracking uh, all your listeners tonight, and I'm coming to their house individually right when I leave here. So so get ready, leave the light on for me. I'm coming cool, cool. with a bag of oh boxing God. gloves. He's got at least 10. He's got at least 10 to sell you. Um, That's hilarious. So uh, thanks for listening. Josh, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Only where to find us. (laughs) Go for it, man. (laughs) 
That's his favorite part. <laughs> it is. That's I love his this favorite part. part. I love tell him, tell him, tell the pe- the good people in the region where to find us. Hey, if you're looking for us, you can find us at local two one nine across the board, except for our Twitter's local underscore two one nine because we didn't get local two one nine. Yeah. Or and this maybe is, it's still out there. Have we ever try what to see if we could just get local two one nine without the underscore? Uh, you think I? You, yeah, of course I did. Well, no, it never entered his mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean I could do them all like that? <laughs> Holy shit, Josh. Thanks for that. Spell out the two and then the one and then the nine. Spell them out. There that you would go. Be awesome. That you would know, that are actually our first square that we have. Like, you ever see like our videos and there's the 219 oh, it's below? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first one that we did did spell out 219. Yeah. They're short little words. Yeah. And it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So modern. And oh, how, so and how modern. far we've come since then yeah now we're spelling the big words and this is and uh, so i'm gonna do like a i'm gonna do like a new segment real quick this is what i do i usually step on josh's final conclusion but i'm gonna say if you got it's we're at an hour and 12 i'm gonna give you a 60 seconds are we region rats or are we not oh i think it's a badge of honor to be a region rat you go anywhere in the in the state they're like, they're like where are you from where are you from? I'm from i'm from up i'm from up is what you tell me. i'm from up and they say, well, how far up? I'm like, well, the region. And they take a step back oftentimes. Like, oh, up there, up, oh, okay. You're from the region. And there's there's an element of respect. There, there's a poof of smoke. And there's a respect that goes with that. And I never understood it. I never understood it through, you know, college years and all that. But it's very real. Wow. It's because we're attached to Chicago, I think. I don't know anything about Indiana politics. I'll tell you what Rom's doing up in Chicago, though. Because th- that's how this area is run. Hmm. Sure. Fascinating. Region Rat. Okay. <laughs> Vote for Region Rat for Chris. Yes. Okay. Cool. So I, I guarantee your argument is against that. 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Sorry. I know. But maybe that like, could why, be because just, of me just, be just being a, a dick. Why does it have to be an animal at all? That's my question. I did like the one time you said Region Rhino. I think that should <laughs> stick. I think we should be Rhino. I think if Rat is bad, Rhino is bad. Uh, yeah, I just don't think the mascot's even a necessary thing. We I, love alliteratives in this world. True, so that, true. That's basically what we're basing that. But on. then that's let's. How about this? Let's blow. Let's blow minds here. Let's ditch the whole rat symbolism because I think it's a split subject. Raptors. And let's create a <laughs> split region. Subject. Region raptors. <laughs> End of conversation. The We've got raptors. It. <laughs> they got claws, fangs. We got to find one. That's mean we as shit. We have to dude. find one. No. So how about this? Thanks for thanks for Sorry. stepping into that though. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's my ADD at its <laughs> finest. Uh, how about this? How about we create a flag? We ban all the artists together, create our own region flag, and use that as a moment of symbolism, as opposed to just calling us a mascot that makes zero sense to anybody. I like that very much, but it, it does go to a bigger issue that no matter what flag you put up in this country, there's a group that hates it. Oh man. Well, Which would be a whole other show. And welcome to hour three <laughs> of the Guzman Experience. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, guys. Chris, uh, thank you again, man. You uh, you came in with gifts. You came in with beer. You already so that's already a step above. Yeah. And then you came in with wings. And thanks again to Crown Brewing for providing beer for us as well. That's awesome. Um, and so uh, we are doing this podcast weekly. We will be tagging everybody uh, as soon as tomorrow. Um, so look forward to that. And just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a fast forward of what to expect, tomorrow we will be re-releasing the Provecho uh, podcast when they came on. Their opening night is Tuesday. 
And um, I think that you'll see that if you haven't seen it already or watch it, those guys are awesome mm. and they deserve every ounce of support locally that we can give them. So um, we'll be re-releasing that. Please check that out. And then Wednesday, Oliver Guardia from Sawdust will be in. Um, and he's an awesome guy that will have a lot, has a great story. So um, check that out. And GA Creative, they'll be doing our Instagram takeover on Tuesday. Check that out. Um, other than that, um, you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Later.